Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 121, Goals from the Top Down, coming to you on Thursday, January 10th, 2019. Well, how is your new year going so far? You know, it's January, so everybody's probably talking about mostly the same things. What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your plans? Have you gone to the gym? Are you going to go to the gym? Do you want to lose weight? How much? <laughs> it seems like those are among the top things, aren't they? Well, since this is a writing podcast, we want to talk about writing goals. So how can we make goals into plans, into accomplishments? I think that one of the first things that makes this whole process um, give you more creative energy and make you feel more enthusiastic about it is to first start by writing down all of your prior year's accomplishments. It'll give you a creative boost. It'll make you feel like, oh, I should pat myself on the back. I got way more done than I thought I did. Now, I will say that um, I'm doing a little bit of... um, preaching, not practicing right this second. And that's mostly because I have um, started my list of 2018 accomplishments. But due to the fact that I was moving and then I was struggling with the burnout, not only did I not really get that much done, or at least I'm thinking that in my head now, but see, I haven't written it down to look at it. But um, my done journal has whole periods of time, weeks at a time, where I didn't write anything down in it. Now, at one point, it's because I thought I had packed it with me and I hadn't, and I had to wait a few months until I finally got it in a shipment and unpacked it and started using it again. But um, now, if you don't know what the Dunn Journal is or what I'm talking about, um, my very first episode, episode number one, is about the Dunn Journal. Real briefly, Take a blank book, a blank journal, and start writing down every day what you've accomplished. You know, I wrote a blog post, I created an ad, I wrote 457 words on the new book, you know, whatever it is. I emailed so-and-so about uh, something that needed to be done in your writing business. Um, I always write down my weekly accountability call or a weekly accountability email that I do with um, with three other writers that we call ourselves the Fab Four. So anything that has to do with your writing business, write it down. And then at the end of a year is a couple of things. One, it'll just make you feel way better about how much you got done, especially if you're having a year where it feels like you didn't really accomplish a lot. Two, it's really helpful for your accountant uh, to be able to prove to the IRS that you are actually a working writer and not just a hobbyist, regardless of how much money you made. So I'm not giving you financial advice or legal advice, just saying that right there. But um, it will be something that you can use uh, for, to some degree at least for that as well. Okay, so here's the thing. You need to sit down and try to figure out What are all the things that you accomplished? If you didn't write them down, this is the time to just start staring at the ceiling with a piece of paper and writing down everything that you can remember that happened. Now, some things will be easy. You could go back to your blog from January of last year and count how many blog posts that you did, for instance. Um, And instead of doing it on the blog the way that the user sees it, you can just go into the list of all your blog posts. It's way easier to count them then especially because a lot of times they'll show up, you know, as a group of 20 per page. Do you know what I mean? So you could go, okay, 20, 40, 63. I wrote 63 
you know, blog posts in 2018 in this particular case. Though if you're listening to this in a in a, another year, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what year we're talking about, whatever last year was for you. Okay, so um, that's one thing. You could just go through and count how many of different things that you've done. Uh, you could go through your checkbook. What I used to do a lot was just go through my checkbook and see what did I pay for for various things um, or your credit card or whatever it is. So for instance, um, uh, oh, look at all these charges for how much I paid for my newsletter uh, service every month. Oh, okay, right. So how many newsletters did I s send out? And you could look into your um, again, you know, in the background area of whatever newsletter provider you use and count how many uh, newsletters that you sent out last year. So all these sorts of things will help you to remember, oh yeah, that's right. Um, maybe uh, there's an entry for a $50 deposit and you're like, what was that for? And in the checkbook, you know, portion or wherever that you're writing it, maybe in your, um, your fancy uh, accounting software, you've written something like um, taught a class at the library or um, you know, X, Y, Z, it could be anything. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's right. I taught a class at the library. Oh, I actually taught two other classes too that I didn't get paid for. So let me write all that down. So these are all the ways that I try to come up with, um, what did I literally accomplish last year? If you're like me, it looks like not much until you write it down, which is why I want you to write it down. <laughs> okay. Now, this will eventually be a much longer list than you think. And then you can go, great job, me, pat myself on the back. I did better than I thought. It'll also help you to have an idea of like, did you think that you were lazy last year, overworked, right in the middle? You want to be right in the middle, of course. And so for all the stuff that you accomplished and the amount of time that you think it probably uh, took you to do those things, you know, a medium amount, a little amount, a lot of time, then you can have an idea of how much time you really have, how many things that you can actually accomplish in the coming year. So for instance, um, due to the burnout, I know that I was not spending very many hours a week doing anything writing or writing business related. You know, I was doing stuff. I was doing the podcast regularly. I was doing other things. Um, but it wasn't nearly, not even close to the number of hours that I did to the previous year. So um, I would look at what I got accomplished, think about how many hours I probably had spent. And I have a tendency to think about it as a per week number of hours, but however your brain calculates things. And then I would give myself like some sort of estimate, like I think I could probably do about the same amount of work. I think I could probably do you know, maybe 20% more work than what I did last year. Or, wow, I can really understand how Kitty got to burnout because, man, all I did was work last year. I never took any breaks. I worked seven days a week or whatever. Then you might be, you know what, I need to protect my health so that I have a long-term plan to accomplish my goals and not just a short-term plan. Therefore, I'm going to just back it off by 15 or 20% and give myself some goals that I can reasonably make in a way that also leaves me in reasonably good health. <laughs> okay, so all of these things are the reasons why you want to write down all of last year's accomplishments. There's so many reasons why it's important, so many things that you can take from that list. Now, 
have a, a glass of soda or a glass of wine or whatever you like, and you're going to be sitting down and making another list. Now, for me, these lists usually take uh, up to a week or so. Um, I'll look through all of my uh, places that I've told you where I write down things, my done journal, see what's going on on my checkbook or my credit cards, um, uh, look over my, my newsletter list, how many newsletters did I send out, how many blogs did I send out, um, my checkbook or PayPal or credit card will give me an idea of how many ads I purchased last year, um, whether or not they were Facebook or Amazon or something else, uh, courses that I purchased. Um, looking through your calendar, if you use a electronic calendar where you can just um, click on a button, like you sign up for a webinar or something, and you click on a button that says add to calendar, you could go back through your calendar and say, you know, I watched 42 webinars last year on different things having to do with writing, the writing business, you know, hiring a editor, creating a book cover, do-it-yourself book cover, you know, all the different kinds of things that you might have taken a webinar on. And then also your checkbook, etc. will help you to find out if there is anything that you purchased a class. Um, and then you can get a an idea of probably how much time you spent on that class. For instance, if the class is um, 15 hours and you look at it and you're like, oh, I only did 15% of it, then you can figure out about how many hours you probably spent doing that class. Um, that sort of thing. Okay, all these things on your 2018 list of accomplishments. And then again, I do these kind of at the same time. I'm writing down all the things that I've been thinking about the last few months that, oh, I'll do that in 2019. Oh, I'll do that in 2019. And I'll do that and that. Um, some of it is goals that have been uh, rolling over. Some of these things are ongoing projects, like marketing is ongoing. I may do more or less, but it's more or less an ongoing project. Newsletters, blog posts, these sorts of things are ongoing. For me, um, doing the podcast on whatever my regular schedule is at the time. So at the beginning of 2018, I was doing three episodes a week. And so I had to plan out how much time that was going to take me to find guests, schedule them, uh, interview them, do the editing, do the uploading, do any marketing, etc. Which is why three times a week ended up becoming once a week. And then uh, I re-added in a monthly Encouraging Words episode because I really love doing that episode. Um, so at the beginning of 2018, I was thinking, this is how much time podcasting takes me. But by the end of 2018, I was like, oh, it's now it's only taking me this amount of time. So if I foresee myself as not changing the schedule, then I can imagine about this amount of time for this new year, or if I think I'm going to make a change, then it'll be more or less. And you can do that with all the different categories that you found on your 2018 list. So do you think that you'll have more or less writing time this year or the same amount? And so therefore, um, however you measure it, how many words or pages or books do you think that you can physically um, accomplish writing, editing, publishing, uh, or any combination of those things? If you're traditionally published, you may be um, saying that you're going to write at least three book proposals first and you know try to get uh, two, two book contracts. Uh, and then therefore, blah, 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 you know, so depending on what your personal process is, 
um, is how you're going to make these plans and goals be specific to you. So don't just take somebody else's list where it's like, well, I'm going to write 52 blog posts, one a week, and send out 12 newsletters once a month, and I'm going to write four books and edit them and either self-publish or try to sell, you know, at least three of them. The fourth one I'll be, you know, still writing at the end of the year and therefore publish in the following year. I mean, you can take these um kind of generic goals and make them yours if you really think that, no, that is that is actually the exact goal that I want to have. But what I want to do, encourage you is to figure out um, really more from your heart and your head, what are your particular goals? Now, my list of goals for the new year is always huge. My to-do list on Mondays are always huge. I have all these grand ideas of all the things that I can get done. And I have no doubt that you are very much the same. Um, Maybe you're not, but there's a good chance that you are. So I take my very long list of all the things that I'd like to accomplish this year. And I, I put everything on this list, anything that takes me a minute of time. Now, you know, I don't put down, you know, showering and sleeping and that sort of thing. But I do put down, you know, I want to go to the gym at least four times a week. I want to practice my guitar at least three times a week for at least, you know, X number of minutes. Um, I want to, I write down uh, all kinds of health and weight goals and financial goals. So I want to be um, debt-free with credit cards and only have my student loans left by the end of 2019. I wrote that down. I wrote that I want to get to a certain weight instead of, you know, lose X number of pounds. I was like, I want to get to X weight by December 31st. So, um, you know, if we really counted how many pounds we lose compared to gain. I mean, let's see, I gained five or six pounds at Christmas. So um, now that I've already lost four of it, I could be like, oh, I've already lost four pounds in January, but not really. (laughs) The fact is I'm still up too. So Um, anyway, you need to use your own personality and what works for you. If you're the kind of person who you really like to have a stick Um, have somebody be like, you know, whipping you if you're um, not going fast enough and making your goals big enough and that sort of thing. Um, That's great. If that's your personality, then you know how to motivate yourself. If you're more of a carrot person, okay, well, I need this little motivation or, or reward or something like that when I reach each of my goals, then great. Use that. Use whatever works for your personality. Don't use what I say or what some other time management person says or what some other writer says. You know you. And if you're not sure, well, then this year is a great year to find out. So you can have one month when you try to like, you must do this or you can't blah, blah, blah. So that's the stick. Like you must write at least 1,000 words a day, six days a week for a grand total of, I don't know what that is, 20,000 words. I am really, really tired. I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, And if you don't make it, then in the following month, um, you can't watch any TV at all, not even a tiny bit until you get caught up and, you know, a whole month worth of hitting your goal. You know, that's definitely a stick. That would be a stick for me. Sticks don't really work that well for me. 
Um, but you have to be careful what your rewards are. Because if I say, um, if you make your word count of 20,000 words for the month, then you get to uh, go out to that awesome place that has the awesome hot chocolate and have a hot chocolate. Well, that all sounds well and good. It's a small reward. It's an inexpensive reward. But if one of my other goals is to lose weight and to be healthier, I'm not 100% sure that hot chocolate as a reward rather than some other kind of treat is necessarily the direction to go. So keep in mind when you're figuring out your rewards, if you're a reward style person, um, choose rewards that aren't going to sabotage other goals. Okay, so um, other things to keep in mind, and this is why I am so tired. It is, my goodness, 8.30 at night when I am recording this. Why am I doing that? Because I started a new job. If you've been listening for a while, you have heard a little bit that I was going to get, and in fact started yesterday, a job at Massive Entertainment, the video game company in Malmö, Sweden. Super exciting. Uh, I work at the same company as my husband, so that's pretty cool. And um, it has been so far, I mean, there's always a honeymoon stage, right? When you're like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing, or, uh, you know, this is the, the most fun whatever, or this is the most fun person I've ever met, or... Um, and that is all well and good. I think that it's a, a an excellent biological reaction that helps you to keep on doing things and keep on, you know, going down good paths. Now, I know that the honeymoon stage will end, but the fact is, is that I am genuinely enjoying the people, the atmosphere, the work. Um, my mind is about ready to explode from the uh, just sheer volume of information that you need to learn uh, in those first few weeks, and it's only been two days. To, to be very specific, this is what I said to uh, one of the receptionists today. I said, okay, so uh, what day was it? It was one of the days recently, and somebody said this, and so I was just wondering, you know, is, is this the way that you do this thing? And then I was like, wait, it's today Tuesday? So I've only been here for two days, so therefore it must have been yesterday that it happened. And then I just started laughing. I'm like, it feels like it's been 10 days. My mind is just so full. Okay, so this is an example <laughs> of what you may be also wanting to keep in mind. Are you going to have any even somewhat significant changes in your lifestyle this year that you had different last year. For instance, starting a different job, a new job, uh, a promotion at your job, um, have more people working under you at your job, um, quitting your job to write full-time maybe. Um, let's see, maybe you have a young child who is finally going to school and you'll get a few hours a day extra. Maybe you have an older child who has moved away from home, college or whatever, and so you may have a little bit of extra time that way. You may have um, a retired spouse. Uh, you might be moving this year and you know for sure that you are or you're pretty sure. Like all of these things will change the amount of time that you have and you have to keep in mind that you need to consider these things so that you don't think that you have more time than you have. Um, or less time than you have. Now, it's always easy, you know, towards the end of the year that you're like, I have hit all of my goals for the year and it's still only October and November. Great, add a goal. 
but you definitely want to do whatever, however you do it, whether you're a carrot or stick, over planner, under planner, whatever your usual way is, keep in mind that part of the reason why you're needing to make these decisions on exactly how you're going to treat your goals this year is because you need to end the year with some sort of sense of accomplishment that makes you feel like this was a good year. Like I did a good job. Maybe I didn't, you know, hit every single one of my goals, but that's okay. I hit, you know, 75% of them or 90 or 98% of them. You have to be able to have goals that you met enough of them where that percentage or that portion of the goals that you did meet will make you happy. And if you're a person who can only be happy with 100% of your goals met, Um, you you probably have other things that we should talk about so that you can relax and try to be a calmer, happier person, more peaceful. But if you need a higher percentage in order to really feel like that was a good year, I'm happy, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what I did, then you need to have a more manageable set of goals. If you're somebody who gets way more accomplished by having kind of we need to get to the moon this year kinds of goals because it really pushes you and it pushes you hard to accomplish more than you otherwise would have, then definitely that's a great thing. Do that. Okay, so it it all comes down to what is your personality. Look back at other things. Um, Volunteer work maybe that you've done with an organization. Things that you're doing in your family life. Where are you getting um, the most satisfaction, the most sense of accomplishment, uh, not, not so much which area of your life, but in what way did you achieve that? Is it because you had this crazy huge goal and you got 90% of it done? And that's amazing because if you had a easy goal, you could have achieved 100%, but it wouldn't have actually been as much of an, of an achievement. Um, all of this is coming from your personal experience. So I just want to encourage you. This is why this whole process takes a little bit of time. But when you start it in January or whenever, you can start it whenever. But so long as you sit down and make some really intentional um, lists and choices, then you will have a much greater sense of success and fulfillment as you proceed through the year and also at the end of the year. Now, like I said, I usually have a huge list for things that I want to accomplish in the coming year. So this is what I want you to do. Now that you've considered whether or not you're the kind of person who needs more manageable more manageable goals so that you can really achieve the most percentage of them. Or if you need big goals and if you hit 75%, you're really excited because you know that that 75% is more than your other, you know, 95%. Then what you need to do is go through your list and choose the number one thing. This is the most important thing that I want to accomplish this year. If I accomplish this one thing, it will actually put me on a, on a long journey. Uh, uh, I'll be well down the path of feeling like this was a good year. Now, maybe uh, you're having a health crisis or you're trying to prevent a health crisis or something like that. You know, I've met people who um, they're on the verge of diabetes, according to their doctor. And if they don't, you know, change their exercise and their eating patterns and the foods that they eat 
physically eat and all these other things, then, you know, they might be sick for the rest of their lives. And so their number one goal is getting their health under control. That is awesome. Whatever it is, whether it's writing or not, figure out what your number one goal is for the year. Now look at your list and figure out what your top three goals. Your top three goals should definitely include one of your writing goals if you are indeed uh, trying to plan. And, and uh, so you're, you're, you got dreams that become goals because we wrote them down that become plans because then we break down the goals into what are all the actions that are going to required, be required for this goal to become a reality. Okay. So what are the top, the number one goal, no matter what it is, what are the top three goals? Specifically, one of them should be writing if writing is in your, is in your, you know, priority list. And then also what is the top five and top 10? So, so basically your number one, then two more after that for a top three, then two more after that for a top five, five more after that for a top 10. And then this, because you've marked them as this is one, these are the top three, these are the top five, these are the top 10, that will automatically give you a sense of priority. So you don't really have to prioritize them one through 10 because you kind of already have in a way, like the top five will be the most important and the second five that make up the top 10, you know, it, it may not matter to you whether or not you get your top five done in number seven or if you got your top five done in number eight. But it would probably matter to you if you got number two, number six, number eight, and number nine done. Because then you're like, I really only got one thing done that was really important to me, and I didn't get my number one thing done. You see what I mean? Okay. I hope that this helps you. I think that it will help you to be really clear about the most important things that you're going to start working on. Now, um, I will try to uh, make a plan <laughs> to do uh, one more um, video and audio podcast. Um, I like doing the video because there's a lot more people uh, joining the YouTube channel all the time. Uh, and by the way, if somebody's listening going, yeah, what is that YouTube channel? It's youtube.com forward slash Kitty Buholtz. So it's just my name. Um, and then all the show notes and audio and that sort of thing can be found at podcast.rightnowworkshop.com. So I will um, try to do one more podcast this month that has to do with um, breaking down these goals into pieces so that you can plan them over the next 12 months. That's an exciting and fun part. I really like it because it can be things like how many pages of a book do I need to write in order to have a completed, fully edited copy by the end of the year. Well, um, it needs to be more than whatever the page length is divided by 12 months because you need to take time to edit, right? And if you want to self-publish that book, then it needs to be, um, you know, less, less writing time, less than 12 months because you also have to edit it and do the work to uh, actually publish it yourself if that's what it is or if you're sending it out to agents and editors. Um, so there's a lot of pieces to the goals which makes it actually so much more manageable because you're not sitting there with this huge list. It's like I need to lose 40 pounds and write three books and 
oh my gosh, how am I going to do all this? No, because what you really need to do is this week, you know, you need to cut back in your calories by 200 calories a day or (laughs) increase your exercise or change the foods that you eat just a little bit today and every day this week. You're going to write a little bit today and every day this week. You see how it just becomes so much less daunting. So that's what I really want for you. I want for you to find a way to get the things done that's really important to you And because I have now gone through this fairly horrible, you know, burnout stinks. I'm just telling you, it stinks and I don't want you to go through it. I am no longer going to say things like to get the most done this year or to get more done this year. It's more important that you get the important things done this year. And I strongly encourage you to consider your health and relationships one of the most important things to take care of because they will help you to be a more creative person all the time. When you're happy and healthy and you have happy, healthy relationships and you feel good and you're strong and you're sleeping well and you feel at peace and full of joy, there is so much energy inside of you that's just waiting to come out on the page. Or if you're doing other creative things, you know, whatever your creative outlet is, or several creative outlets, as you can see, uh, one of my creative outlets is doing the audio and video podcast. So there is a lot more to give when you are taking good care of yourself and these important things like uh, healthy relationships, healthy, healthy body, healthy mind. (laughs) All right. I hope this is great for you. I hope that this is another way of looking at it that gives you some keys where you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that part. I need to do that. Remember, if you haven't started a done journal, this is a perfect time to start it. Uh, There's even still time for you to go back and write in. I did on my journal. I wrote in, um, because I forgot to write down the first couple of days. Uh, So I wrote, you know, January 1 through 6, I did this, 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 and this. And then January 7th, I did this. January 8th, I did that that sort of thing. Um, So go back and uh, fill in, if you've only got a a week or two or three into the year, fill in all the things you've already done this year so that by the time you get to this point next year, you've already got like this big list of all the things that you've accomplished. It'll also help you to see how much you can do. and, And also looking back to ask yourself, did I do that in a medium amount of time? did I spend too much time watching TV and this wasn't stressing me out at all and I didn't really accomplish that much? And am I unhappy with that? Because maybe you're totally happy with that, which is fine. Uh, Did I work too hard and I was too tired and I was sick a lot and that sort of thing, in which case, you know, it helps you to know that, oh, maybe this year I should just try to bring it back a notch. All right. I really, really hope that you do this. I hope that it helps you. Um, I don't know if it will do you any good at all to see my incredibly long list that I can't get on the camera because I'm so tired. Uh, But if you're looking on YouTube, I've got like a really long list for my uh, 2019. And like I said, I haven't been... um, as focused, uh, getting all these lists made yet. Uh, it's only, I think the eighth or something while I'm recording this. So my 2018 list, I'm like, what have I done? Uh, I did one year of podcasting and I taught a two hour live workshop in November. Those are the things that came to mind right away. So I still have to go through all those things that I mentioned to you, you know, a checkbook, calendar, 
um, done journal, et cetera, and try to figure out how much did I get done? Because I'll probably be surprised that even though I felt exhausted and sick for a good part of the year, I probably did get a lot more done than I realized. Okay. Encouragement, encouragement. That's what I want to give you. (laughs) Go do it. Get it started. Don't worry. You don't have to get it all done today. Um, But try to get it done in the next week. Um, I do have a tendency now over the last few years, I've changed my planning to kind of be February 1 to January 31 because during the holidays, I'm really not getting a ton done uh, work-wise. I most certainly am not taking the time to to do all this pre-planning. You know, I get a little bit of it done, but not enough to be like totally ready to go and know exactly what I want to do on January 1st or January 2nd. So um, feel free to, to choose a February to January planning schedule. That might uh, help you to feel more relaxed and confident also. Okay, have a great week. Next week, I've got a fabulous guest for you. You're going to have a lot of fun and find a lot of interesting information. If you're at all interested in audiobooks, tune in next week. It'll be a good one. Have a good week and happy writing and happy new year. 